welcome to Casa Grande Chats, a podcast dedicated to the Loud House spin-off series, The Casa Grandes, and I'm your host, Sunny, and welcome to the second episode of Casa Grande Chats. Wow, I can't believe that I'm actually going to make a second episode for this show, but I'm really excited to talk about a lot of things that are going to be happening in this episode. Um, before we get to that, I just wanted to thank everybody for all the wonderful feedback I got on this show on the first episode. I was very nervous about making this podcast, but I'm really happy about all the support I've gotten from many of my friends and many of my followers on Twitter. So again, thank you everybody for all the wonderful support. And I'm glad to be back to talk about the Casa Grandes. And boy, there was a lot of news that came out while I was in school, you know, because I'm in school and I can't really record while I'm there. But man, there was a lot of news that came out during this week and I can't wait to talk about it. So let's get right into the news, or as I like to call it, the Casa News. Well, before we get to the Casa Grande news, I actually do want to talk a little bit about The Loud House because there were new episodes that premiered during the week, which was Great Mistake and Leader of the Rack. Like I said in the first episode, I'm not going to f- go into full detail about TLH episodes because this show is mainly focused on the Casa Grandes, unless they make an exception where they actually do appear in season four or vice versa. But I do want to kind of touch upon these episodes because, of course, I do watch the main shows, as I said before. Um, with Great Mistake, I really did enjoy this episode because... Uh, uh, Lucy's not really been one of my favorite sisters throughout the series, but I'm really glad that she actually got a good episode this season, and it was really nice to see Lincoln helping her out to become president of the Mortician Club, then at the end of the episode, she and Haiku decided to become co-presidents together, and of course, at the end of the episode, Luna kind of made a surprise cameo make, singing a little song about Ricky the Rooster, and I wasn't really expecting them to kill off a chicken, <laughs> but yeah, that was very unexpected, but I did really enjoy that episode. And then Leo the Rack, which was a Lenny episode. Lenny's like my fourth or fifth favorite character in Loud House. I've been kind of mixed on her episodes. But I thought Leo the Rack was a really great way to, to show off like her skills in working in this new job that she has. That they've kind of been keeping up with in terms of continuity where she actually has this job. So that's really nice. And it was nice to see Fiona and Miguel again. So it's really just a great way to show Lenny at her best when it came to being... Um, um, the Funnager, as she called it, yeah. So I just really enjoyed those two episodes. Those two episodes were really good. Um, so yeah, I'm not really going to go in much detail about them, but I did absolutely enjoy them. And we don't know when the main show will be back, but for the Casa Grandes, however, to uh, transition into that, we actually got a trailer for the Casa Grandes after a great mistake, which was... I was very surprised to see this, honestly, because it is September and the show premieres in October, and I was not expecting us to get a trailer for the show this early on, but we actually did, which I was really hyped about. I just loved this trailer, like, just seeing, like, what we're gonna expect from the show now. Just little clips of some episodes that are coming up for the Castagrandes. Like, I really love the scene where Ronnie and is, like, uh, running with CJ on her back. Carl and Carlitos all jump onto her and they're all laughing. It's so adorable. And, like, Rosa picking up the table. She's like, I've been working out. And Ronnie just goes, oh, okay. Or even, like, Ronnie and Sid, like, you know, walking dogs. There might That might be something that we'll talk about later. And then uh, Carlos and Ronnie and hanging out, which I said in the first episode of Castagrande Chats, if you go back, that I didn't want to see more Carlos so the fact that we're getting one of the first episodes about Carlos is great to me because again he's really not been explored much in the uh you know with the Casa Grandes and even the arc so I'm really really glad that he's actually getting a chance to shine they did show they did like play a few like reused clips from the arc in other episodes 
from the main show, like, they showed the little scene of, like, Iranian from Last Day's Game, which I absolutely love, so thank you for putting that in, Nick. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I absolutely loved it, and then, like, Ronian was talking to the audience. They use, they kind of use that reuse animation they use sometimes when they want to have the characters, like, do little promotional stuff on YouTube, so they kind of had that, and that was just really cool. And I remember somebody on uh, Twitter, I don't remember the username off the top of my head, kind of made a post about where it was, like, the similarities where they had the Casagrandes in these little blocks, and they were red, blue, and yellow, and those are the same colors they use in the TLH opening with Lincoln, and then they had Lincoln, uh, and, like, a promo Lincoln would talk to the audience about his show, and Roddy did the same thing. So that's just a kind of a cute coincidence, but I actually do really like that, that they kind of still have those little connections there. Like, it's it's really nice to see the little pieces when you're like, oh, yeah, that, that kind of that kind of connects between the two, so that's really nice. But yeah, that trailer got me so hyped. Like, I was so excited about this. But, you know, we know it's in October. What? But when in October, you might ask? Well, I'm glad you asked, because we know now. <laughs> right after the trailer premiered, we actually got a premiere date of when the Casa Grande's are premiering and if I go into my source here on Animation Magazine because I actually have sources now to look at my news um it says, a whole uh, a new home in the city holds big adventures, laughs and love around every quarter, and Nickelodeon's new original anime series, The Casa Grandes, premiering Monday, October 14th at 1.30pm Eastern Standard Time. A spin-off to Nick's animated hit, The Loud House, The Casa Grandes tells the story of 11-year-old Rodianne who moves to the city with her mom and older brother to live with their big, loving family, The Casa Grandes. So... October 14th, 1.30pm, we are getting the Casa Grandes, but that's not all. It's not premiering on weekdays, funny thing. Like, you know how the Loud House premieres on weekdays in those bombs? The Casa Grandes, they premiered on the weekdays. Following its premiere, the series will move to its regular time slot on Saturdays at 11.30am, beginning Saturday, October 19th on Nickelodeon. So, that's interesting to me, because... I thought, my initial thought was that the, uh, the Loud House, like, the main show would follow, would follow up into the Casa Grandes. They would want to do them back-to-back, -back, like, oh, here's Loud House followed by the Casa Grandes. But no, they kind of want to separate TLH from the Casa Grandes. But we actually don't know when, the, when uh, TLH is coming back, but obviously since we've had, like, two episodes premiere, like, one week ago, that was on, like, a Monday or something. Uh, I can't actually remember when it premiered. Uh, no, it was Monday, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it, it's weird how the Casa Grandes are not premiering on the weekdays, they're premiering on Saturdays. And one of my good friends had told me, that Spongebob's gonna be the lead-in with the Casa Grandes, because Spongebob premieres on Saturdays at 11 a.m., which is pretty smart, you know, because kids love Spongebob, and then they'll watch the Casa Grandes afterwards. But the best part about that is that because I'm in school, I won't miss any Casa Grande episodes for school, because it's on a Saturday, it's on Saturday mornings, of all things, unless Nickelodeon decides to change it for some reason, but I think this is honestly a great idea to have it on the, on Saturdays, because, again, like, the people who are actually really excited to see this show, including myself, won't miss it because of school, you know, like, it's 11 a.m., like, you know, a lot of people don't really like to wake up at 11, at 11 a.m. on Saturdays, but I generally do like to wake up on wake up pretty early on Saturdays, like, like, 10.30, it's kind of-ish, you know, sometimes, sometimes I wake up at 12 p.m. if I'm, like, really tired from school and stuff, but I will be up for 11.30 to watch the Casa Grandes on Saturdays, like, this is honestly 
a surprise and a gift to me. Like, I'm really, really happy that they decided to do it on Saturdays because I was worried that it was going to be on weekdays. I figured it was going to be on weekdays, you know, so I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to miss the Casagrandes because I have school, you know. Like, it, it's not a problem that they would premiere on the weekdays. I've been totally fine with it. I've been like, yeah, I'll miss it, but what can you do with that? But that's the same thing with the Loud House is that, yeah, I'm going to be missing the Loud House when I'm in school because I have night classes, and usually Loud House premieres at 5 or 6 o'clock and that's usually when I have my night classes, so, you know, what can you do? But with the Casa Grandes, they're like, no, you, you get it on a Saturday, you know, you don't need to miss it because of school. Here you go, you wake up on Saturday morning, you get the Casa Grandes. I'm really, really happy about that. Like, I'm really glad they made that decision. I don't know if it'll be a good decision on ratings, but I still think it's a good idea, generally, to have it on Saturday, just because I'm, I don't want to miss it because of school, you know? And the same thing with, like... You know, other shows, when, like, or like other channels, when they have new episodes of shows, they usually have it on their app, like right away, like Disney Channel, for example, when they have like, I don't know, like DuckTales or something, they'll have it up on the app early, so I don't need to like get up and watch it, you know? Whereas Nickelodeon doesn't do that, they don't put their stuff on their app like right away, so, you know, I have to wait for the episodes from a premiere, um, like everybody else, but you know, what can you do? But yeah, like I, I'm really happy about this time slot. I think it's a very smart idea to premiere on, on Saturday, 11.30. Um, I also wanted to get into a little bit of what else is here in the article. It says, starring Elizabeth, uh, I'm going to butcher her name, Isabella Alvarez. I hope I said that correctly. If I did, I apologize, Isabella. I apologize. Starring Isabella Alvarez, I hope I said that name right, as Ronnie Ann, Carlos Penvigo. I'm going to say, I'm going to butcher all these names. <laughs> I should know this, but I'm going to butcher all their names. So, uh, Carlos Penvigo, Big Time Rush, as her brother Bobby, and so. Samoli Montalo as her mom Maria. Again, I'm going to butcher these names. The series showcases the culture, humor, and love that's part of growing up in a multi-generational Mexican-American family. After moving in with their grandparents in Great Lake City, Ronnie adjusts to her new life living under one roof and over the family-run Mercado, which is a gathering place for everybody in the neighborhood. They did actually show a, um, a promotional poster for the Casa Grandes with all the characters on it. And Dr. Santiago Arturo, is that how you say his name? Because now his name's Dr. Arturo, which I'm not really happy about, if I could say my uh, honest opinion on that, because I originally thought that his name was going to be Roberto Sr., because Bobby's real name is Roberto, but he's Roberto Sr., according to the episode Study Muffin in Season 1. Unless they just retconned it and said, hey, we're just going to change his name. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously, he could get it from his grandfather, which would be on Arturo's side. Again, I, is that how you say his name? I hope that's how you say his name. I'm not going to be the one to pronounce names correctly. Y'all going to be like, you're pronouncing it wrong. I know I am. I know I am. I'm going to learn these names as soon as I get into the show. I apologize. I should have watched the I should have watched the clip that Isabel was in before I did this, so I actually know how to say her name right. I apologize. You know, I love her. She's fantastic as Ronnie, and absolutely adore her. And I hate that I can't say her name right. So, if I'm even saying her name right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. And um, there's some other things here. Ronnie's new apartment building also holds new friends and neighbors, including uh, uh, Stanley Chang, uh, Becky Chang. Uh, and according to this, Sid Chang, Ronnie's new friend, Sid, she's 12 years old, so she's older than Ronnie by a year, which is weird to me. Why would they, I? Why would they actually decide to make Sid 12 years old? Because 
Like, she's shorter than Ronnie, and she doesn't seem that younger, she doesn't seem that older than Ronnie, and honestly, it's just so weird to me that Ronnie is 11 years old and Sid is 12. That's kind of strange to me, you know, I never really would consider that idea, because like Lincoln and Clyde, Lincoln is 11 and Clyde is 11, so I don't know why they decided to make Sid like a year older than Ronnie, and that's just kind of weird to me, I don't know. Like, maybe they're going to do something with that, but I'm kind of questioning as to why they made Sid 12 years old, not 11 like Ronnie and, but, you know, whatever. And Adelaide, which is uh, Sid's younger sister. And then we actually get some synopsis for the first two episodes of the Casa Grandes in this article. And it says, in the first episode, Going Overboard, Ronian finds out that her tío, Carlos, was a famous skateboarder and she begs him to teach her some new moves. Now, again, like I said, I was really hoping for more Carlos in this series and I'm so glad there's going to be, he's going to have the first episode of the show with Ronian. But he was a famous skateboarder? That's kind of an intriguing premise, honestly, because with Carlos, you know, he's very klutzy, you know, he's very, like, a goofball and stuff, he trips into things. He was a famous skateboarder? That's really weird. I mean, what my guess is for this episode is that Rodian thinks that he was a famous skateboarder, like, he kind of looks like this famous skateboarder that she knows, but in the end, she finds out he's really not. But from what the clip from the clip I saw in the trailer, it looked like Ronnie and and Carlos were kind of like skateboarding, and Carlos kind of knew what he was doing. Unless it was because Ronnie has been training him this whole time to kind of get better at it. But again, I'm kind of thinking it's that really cliche cliche plot where you the character thinks that the one character looks like a famous person, but they're really not that famous person. And I don't know, like maybe Carlos thinks that he's just doing this to kind of you know spend time with Ronnie in the way. I'm not really sure. That'd be kind of a, I don't know, I kind of would like that. But at the same time, I am curious as to how this will go. If he really was a famous skateboarder, and not what I'm thinking the synopsis will be, I'm very intrigued by how he would be. Because again, he's always like tripping and falling and stuff and be very klutzy. Well, then again, with Ronnie Ann, when she does skateboard, she does trip. She does trip sometimes. You know, you're always perfect when you do skateboarding. So I'm very interested in this episode. Especially because again, we get to see more Carlos and Ronnie Ann interacting. And I'm really excited to see their chemistry. Hopefully, they have a lot of moments together that I'll really enjoy. So I'm really excited about that. And then the second episode is Walk, Don't Run. Rodney and Sid start a dog walking business to save up for a new skateboard in a plan that quickly gets out of hand. Now this was kind of teased in the trailer too where Rodney and Sid are, are walking dogs and then like Carl kind of helps them out in a way where he's like being chased by other dogs. So that will be kind of a nice um, episode and uh, like a, a Sid and Rodney and episode because again we only had one in the arc which was the Room for Improvement episode which was mainly focused on them. Sid kind of helped Rodney in some episodes but we really didn't have a Sid and Rodney an episode. Except, well, Fred did too, but really, with Fred did when I get to that episode, when I review it, Sid's not really in it much. She's only in it for, like, a few scenes, and then she comes back at the end. So, with this episode, so with, like, Room for Improvement, for example, it was really about them. So, this episode would be really nice to have a nice Ronnie and Sid episode together again, seeing their developing friendship and how they're gonna, like, or how they're gonna do this plan to get a new skateboard. That's interesting that they're getting a new skateboard. Um, what, does Ronnie and break hers? <laughs> I mean, she already has a new skateboard. I mean, the one that she has now is, like, the blue the blue skateboard with the little pink stripe. That's not the skateboard she had before. She had the smooch skateboard. What happened to that one? <laughs> Did she get rid of that one? Like, it's funny because, like, when I talk about living La Casa Loud and a few, um, she actually has that skateboard in the, in the, 
on the cover with Lincoln, she has a skateboard still. So does she still have that skateboard or does it not exist anymore? Because according to the, the spinoff, she does not have the smooch skateboard. She has the blue and pink one. So I don't know what the truth is here. Um, I mean, well, maybe it could be for, for Sid. Maybe Sid wants to learn how to skateboard because Ryan kind of taught her how to a little bit in Friended. But then in Room for Improvement, she had a skateboard in the back of her room. So I don't really know what to say about that. But again, maybe someone's skateboard breaks and they have to buy a new one. Or maybe Ryan is just so intrigued by this like brand new skateboard that's out that she really, really wants it. So I am very excited about this episode. I am so hyped. For October 14th. I cannot wait. Like, I didn't think that it would be uh, this early in October. That's going to be, like, the, the peak end of October. But I'm glad that it's going to be, like, October 14th. And then the 19th, we're going to have, like, probably new episodes to come around. Um, we probably will get will get information about new Casa Grande episodes when the next episode premiere. Because, obviously, they're going to premiere on the 19th, so we'll probably know by then. We don't know anything about the Loud House right now. We, all we know is about the Casa Grandes. So, yes, I wanted to see if there's anything else in the article that I want to talk about. No, just other things that they mentioned, like the relative chaos, stuff like that. And like I mentioned before, they did show a new poster with Ronnie Ann, Sid, her family, and then also Arturo, Ronnie Ann, and Bobby's father was in the back. So this must mean that he's actually going to be a very important character in the, sp in the spinoff and also appear. I am very curious to how Ronnie Ann and Bobby's father and mother will interact. Because with what I've seen so far, they seem like they actually are on good terms. But according to Friendin, when I talk about it again, Ronnie and does say that her father and mother are split up. So I don't really know if that's like for a temporary thing or it's permanent. We're not really sure. We don't know the backstory in terms of them being split up. It could be just like a, like a, like a, you know, like a, a healthy split. Like, it's just not like, no hard feelings, something went up, we just can't make this work or whatever, you know. My theory's always been that because, you know, Maria had to work two jobs all the time or work two shifts at the hospital, she really didn't have enough to afford in terms of the family, and then Arturo really couldn't afford to take care of the kids either, so that's why they kind of split because they just couldn't ha find the money to take care of both kids. But that makes it a little harder on a single parent, so I'm not really sure. That's more of a heavy topic there. But I'd really like to see if the Casagrandes do explore that idea. Maybe how Maria and the Thorough met and got married and had Bobby, Ronnie, and eventually split. But I don't really know if they'll do a heavy topic like that. They could. But I'm not really sure. I'm not sure what their plan is for that. And this is a little side note here. Because I mentioned it before in the first episode. We talked about the animation magazine that had the little description about the Casagrandes were kind of like talking about what their plans are for in terms of the spinoff, like the city life and all that stuff. I completely forgot to mention that they did mention in the article there's an episode with Ronnie and babysitting a pet snake. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't know why this is an episode. <laughs> like, why is she, why is she taking care of a snake? I don't know. Who has a snake? I don't know. I, well, I assume it probably has to be, like, Sid's family, because that's the only explanation I could see where they have a snake and maybe they have to go, like, I don't know, they have to go on vacation or something and Ronnie Ann takes care of the snake or something. And hi, hijinks ensue, you know? I'm very intrigued by that episode because they say like, oh, when the snake roams around the building, you see all these things and stuff that happen and stuff like that. So I am very, very intrigued by that episode. I don't know what's going to happen in the episode, but I'm really, very excited. I did actually skim through the article again to see if I wanted to talk about anything else, but I really did just talk about how they really 
want to explore the idea of the city and how, like, you know, the animation style is going to stay the same and how they just got a lot of, like, inspiration from, from different cities, different, like, Mexican culture and things like that. So, you know, again, I'm really excited about how they're going to embrace, how they're going to, like, embrace the Hispanic culture in terms of the Casa Grandes. That's the one thing I'm very excited about is learning about that, that tradition and stuff like that. Because I don't really know much about that stuff. So I'm just really intrigued to see a, uh, you know, a, a show talk about that stuff. And in other news with the comics, there is the Olivia La Castellau comic that is coming out in a couple months. I think that's, I think it's in November. And that's actually going to be the Loud House and Casa Grande crossover-esque comic. Because according to some reviews I've read of Olivia La Castellau, it's supposed to be like an anthology slash continuity slash kinda ish in its own universe thing. Because it's supposed to have stories with the Louds, the Casa Grandes, and the Louds and Casa Grandes. So I was very confused about that because I first thought it was going to be like an entire crossover comic where it was going to be like a continuity thing where they're all together. But no, it's like an anthology series but still has like maybe a few stories where there's like something else happening. Because Jeff Whiteman, who's actually an editor at Paper Cuts who makes the comics, uh, one of my friends in the fandom actually drew a picture of Benny and Luann together and he actually commented it on saying, look out for issue eight. And issue eight is Livia Casa Loud. So he's hinting that there is that there's going to be a Luann and Benny comic. And one of the reviews I actually read talked about Luann and Benny. So if there's any Lou Benny shippers out there, you get excited because they're actually gonna have a comic together, which again I'm really excited about because I did like stage plight. I do ship those two together, so I am very interested to see what else they could do with them. I'd like to see another episode with them. I know there's supposed to be another episode with them in the future where they go on like their first day or something, but it is nice to see they're actually gonna have them in the comics. That's really nice. They're gonna have another ship with the comics because it seemed like the one ship that's had the most comics is Saluna. Not a bad thing, I love Saluna, but they've had, like, four comics, you know? <laughs> um, and then, like, then the recent one, Sam was in it, but it wasn't a Saluna comic, but I see, like, they, they've had a lot of comics together, so it would be nice to see another ship take over. But something very interesting up my alley came out with the comics. With Livilla Castellaud, Paper Cuts actually posted a preview of Livilla Castellaud. They showed the cover that we'd seen months ago with Lincoln and Ronnie and the cover together. Absolutely love that co cover. I think it's beautiful with the two together. And then they have like the little like uh, papery things. I don't know what you call those. They're just like little decorations. Uh, I'm gonna get so much slack for what I'm saying today. Yeah, they're the little little decorations. They have like Ronnie and the little things. That's also really nice. Then they showed a preview of the back, like the back cover of the comic. And the little tiny bit of a picture there, you could see a girl with brown hair, like in a little headband, a little pink headband, and a tiny bit of white puffy hair sticking out. And something else would cover it. And do you know what that means? Sid and Lincoln are gonna meet for the first time in any canon thing ever. I am so excited. Oh my god. Like, this is, this is amazing. Like, okay, so, you know, when Sid was first introduced, we all were thinking, like, when's Lincoln gonna meet Sid? Because obviously these two have to meet. It, it has to, it, it's destiny, you know? With Ronnie Ann, you know, with, with Lincoln being uh, uh, Ronnie Ann's best friend from Royal Woods and Sid being Ronnie Ann's best friend from the city, 
they gotta meet. You, you just gotta do it. You know, it, it's it's bound to happen. But with the with TLH, for example, we had a lot of things that we wanted from the show that the show really hasn't given us. Like for me, it's like oh, Ronnie and with the sisters, the, the loud sisters. We haven't really had that in a while. So I was like, yeah, no, they're not gonna have Lincoln meet Sid at all. But then, lo and behold, they show us in the comics that, yes, Lincoln is finally going to meet Sid. So that means that Lincoln is going to the city to meet to visit Ronnie Ann, and then is going to meet Sid. Now, I am curious as to if this is going to be the first time he's meeting Sid, or like the second or third time he's meeting Sid. Because, again, with the Casagrandes, we do know that they've always hinted that Lincoln is going to have cameos in the Casagrandes. We don't know when, because obviously we don't we don't know that yet. They're not going to give us those hints yet. But if there is an episode that comes up and Lincoln does appear in that episode and meets Sid for the first time, that'll be great. But I hope that if that happens, the people who are writing the, the comics know that and they don't retcon it where it's like Lincoln's being Sid twice for the first time. But if, uh, if that's not happening right now, then obviously that could happen where it'll be the first time Lincoln ever meets Sid in any canon thing. But either way, I'm gonna be su I'm really, really excited for this. This is this is very exciting. I don't know how it's gonna happen. I don't know how it's gonna play down. I don't know how it's like how it's gonna go, but I am really excited about this because, you know, talking about the episode City Slickers when I talk about it, I mentioned with Friendin, is that Ronnie Ann lied about her life to her city friends, to Lincoln, in a and, and to Lincoln in that episode. Oh, she was ashamed of, of where she's from and who she has, or who she has as friends. Because when she, when Lincoln was meeting her city friends, she was kind of uncomfortable talking about him and stuff. Whereas with Sid, an example for friended, she didn't lie about her life. She was like, "No, I'm not from the city. I just moved here. I'm not from here." Yada yada yada. So maybe she has mentioned Lincoln to Sid from time to time. We don't know that. We haven't seen it, but that's just more of a guess. So I'm wondering if that's if we're actually going to have an episode in the Casagrandes where Lincoln goes to the city and meets Sid for the first time, or we have to wait for the comic. It could be that we wait for the comic because it is, it is in November. I know it's like maybe at the end of November. I'm not sure, and I don't know if the Casagrandes will go on hiatus or they'll still be on doing new episodes. And we don't know if the new episodes or either have like cameos or or cameos vice versa. So again, we don't know that, but we do have a hint. We do have a general idea that Lincoln is going to meet Sid while he's visiting Ronnie Ann. So that means that Lincoln is going to the city to hang out with Ronnie Ann and eventually meet Sid. I am super duper excited about that because I've been waiting for Lincoln and Ronnie Ann to have a comic together since like the, the last time they had a comic together, which was um, Live Life Loud, where like Lincoln made a cameo where Ronnie Ann called him on the phone to ask for baby advice. And that was the only time. And also in the first comic... Uh, what was that? Uh, there'll be chaos. Yeah, there'll be chaos. It was where Ronnie Ann made a cameo where Lincoln had to call her on the phone, and the sisters kind of like you know teasing him about it and stuff. But they really actually they haven't really had a comic together. They're the one ship in the show that's never really had a comic together. So the fact that Lincoln's going to the city in the comics and gonna hang out with Ronnie Ann and Sid is very exciting to me. I'm really just I'm super pumped for this. I you know. I am a huge fan of Lincoln and Ronnie, and as I've, you know, been shown on Twitter, I am a huge fan of those two, as I mentioned before. So I am really, really excited for whatever content I could get from those two. And again, the fact that Lincoln's being Sid, 
is gonna make it all better. Like, I really hope that Sid is, like, is so excited to meet Lincoln, and, like, is so excited to meet Sid, and they're just, like, having the fun, being buddies, and Ronnie is just so happy, and they're all, like, chilling together in the city and having a good time. I'm just so, so excited. Like, I just hope that this comic doesn't disappoint me. Like, how could it? It's Sid and Lincoln meeting for the first time. This comic could be, like, the worst written comic ever, but the fact that Lincoln and Sid are meeting, like, at all... It's all that matters to me. Like, I don't care where it goes. I'm just happy that Lincoln is going to meet Sid with Ronnie and they're all going to hang out. That's really all that matters to me in terms of this comic. So I'm really just super excited about this. Like, I just can't stop thinking about how this is actually going to happen. So thank you to the people who are writing the comics for making this happen for me. Because it was one of my dreams to have Sid, like, to have Lincoln meet Sid and it's actually going to happen. So I'm super duper pumped. And the last piece of news for this week is that there is the panel that's happening on Sunday, the 15th, where the um, Casa Grande crew and the cast members are going to be at California talking about the show. Apparently, the New York screening did not happen. <laughs> there was supposed to be a screening of the Casa Grandes in New York City, and that did not happen. They changed it to Disenchantment at the last minute. I don't know why. It's a good thing, though, because my friend was going to sign up and do it, but he ended up, not, he ended up not doing it because it was sold out. So a lot of people did want to go. But then they decided not to do it, which kind of stinks. I, I hope they all got their money back. <laughs> it was kind of weird how they decided they wanted to do it and then they just ended up canceling it. So, But the, the panel's still happening on the 15th. I don't know anybody who's going, but again, if you are going to California and you are going to the Casa Grande panel and you're going to the screening and have the cast and crew there and there's anything that you can tell me about it or if you go and you can report back to me, please do because I'd love to hear what they say about the show. On, uh, on Sunday, or they show any clips or any from the first episodes. But again, if they can't say anything and no one records the panel, that's okay, but I'm hoping that maybe Twitter will be my friend on that day, and I'll just check tweets to see if anybody's tweeting out that panel. Maybe they're live tweeting, they could tell me some things that happened on the panel. But yeah, I'm really just very happy if they do announce anything at the panel. Maybe they'll like have like the news people come out and say something in like an article like oh here are more Casa Grande episodes coming out that'll be exciting or they'll show like a trailer for like I don't know more episodes coming up who knows but we already have a trailer so we don't really need that but any more promotional stuff I'll take so absolutely yeah so I will say good luck to the cast and crew who are doing the panel I hope you guys have a lot of fun at the panel of course I can't go but again if anybody can go and you can tell me anything you know I will uh, be very grateful about that but again if there's anything you I can't say on the on the podcast if anybody tells me anything I won't say anything cast the crew I got you yeah so wow <laughs> yeah that was a lot of news that took a lot out of me you know especially like it and said meaning that 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 was one of the things that made my week that during the week was like yep I, the link is they're gonna meet in the comics but yeah that was a lot <laughs> um but yeah that is all the casa news for this week and now we're going to get into our main topic for the show which is part one of the casa grande arc friended through no show so we're gonna take a little break and we'll be right back with the review of the casa grande arc part one Hey, it's me, Ronnie Ann. If you like the louds, come meet my family. My mom, my brother, abuelo, abuela, Theo Carlos, Tia Frida, my cousins, Carlota, CJ, Carl, and Carlitos, and our pet Sergio and Lalo. We are the Casa Grandes. And we're back for our Casa Grande arc review of Friended Through No Show. 
So, uh, we're talking about the Casa Grande arc, which premiered back in May through June. Again, I say May because Friended premiered at the end of May, and then the arc was in June for two weeks, so I'm kind of counting Friended as part of the arc, because it is the introduction of Sid. So I wanted to include it in this episode. It is a two-part episode, so I will get into a really long, full detail about it, but I will try to keep it limited because, of course, we have other episodes to talk about. So with that being said, let's get started. So the first episode we need to talk about is Friday, which is the first episode of TLH Season 4 and the first episode that kicks off the Casa Grande arc. Friended is the episode where Ronnie Ann meets her new friend Sid Chang, and Sid and her family are going to move into the apartment building, so Ronnie Ann makes a plan to get Sid and her family into the apartment building without anybody else moving in. So I remember when Friended, the first preview of Friended came out, and when we first got the introduction of Sid, I absolutely adored, and her chemistry with Ronnie Ann was absolutely delightful. Like, um, the one thing that kind of, you know, caught me off guard at first was Ronnie Ann's new voice actor, because of course, um, Brianna Yildy used to voice Ronnie Ann, but then, um, she got replaced by Isabella now, which, you know, her vo I absolutely love her voice now, really great voice, but it was kind of weird, because like, oh no, they got Ronnie Ann new voice actor, but, you know, what can you do? That's, that's showbiz. But yeah, like, just overall seeing how Ronnie Ann acts in this episode is very different than how she is throughout the seasons of TLH. You really can tell how far her character has come because with Sid, her interactions with Sid are very interesting to me because she's actually able to be more open with Sid, talk to her, you know, be friendly with her, you know, like, actually tell her things. Like, like I mentioned before, Ronnie Ann did lie about who she was to Sid, with her city friends and city slickers, for example, she lied about where she was from. She was not she was not proud of herself from being from Royal Woods and not being from the city. She pretended to be a city kid to impress these kids. So with Sid, she really didn't need to do that because at the end of City Slickers, she learned from Lincoln that she's not supposed to, you know, change herself in order to have people like her. People should like her for who she is, and that's what she did around Sid. Now, I don't really know when she meets Sid, if she meets Sid before her city friends or after. I usually just say it's after because with, you know, with um, Friended, it's after City Slickers, which is, a which, which is in season three. So that's kind of like, you know, Lighthouse doesn't have continuity, so there's not really any judging there. But I do absolutely love how Ronnie Ann is super honest about her life to Sid. She talks about her family. She talks about how her parents are split up, which is like... The saddest thing ever to me, because again, she actually mentions her father for the first time in the show, because we met her mother, Maria, in season two, but we didn't really know about her father till now, and her father's actually a doctor that works in Peru, I believe. Yeah, so she mentions that. Um, we'll talk about the opening of the episode. I absolutely love the opening where we get to meet we get to see all the characters, like, just doing their thing in the house. It kind of reminds me of the first episode, TLH Left in the Dark, where we see all the sisters and, like, all the personalities and stuff. Same thing with Friended, where they just kind of introduce all the characters and they introduce the world. Like, Ronnie Ann's going out to do her skate trick, uh, going out to the park to practice some skate tricks and we get to see some of the city life and stuff. It's really nice. And then we get a nice little cameo from Lincoln, where Ronnie has talked to him on the phone. It's really sweet. It's really nice. Well, my, little, my my favorite thing about that is that Ronnie and talks to him about like, oh, I thought I saw you the other day, but it was just an old guy with white hair. <laughs> like, and he's like, and Lincoln's just like, yeah, I get that a lot. It's it's really cute. It it kind of implies that Ronnie and misses Lincoln a little bit. Like, it kind of it kind of means that she does miss him without saying it. So I'm kind of it, it's kind of like really nice to see Ronnie and little like 
her kind of interpretation of her feelings for Lincoln because we kind of see that with Lincoln throughout the series. So if we get to see more of that little hint of Ronnie and how she feels about Lincoln herself, that would be really nice because I've been really wanting to see that in the show. So absolutely love that little cameo by Lincoln. I'd like to see more of that in the show if the spinoff does that with the Lincoln cameos. But back to Sid and Ronnie. I love how Ronnie is just so determined to have Sid in the apartment building because she finally met somebody who can she can have fun with and relate with and really just enjoys her company and Bobby sees that and is just so excited that she's excited about a new friend. It's really interesting to me that Ronnie is just so pumped to have a new friend in the city and I kind of like talked about it before like it's kind of weird seeing this where she never really like we never really saw that with Lincoln um but it, but again with the city life she's She's changing herself for the city. She's moved to the city. She's had, she has a fresh new place to start new. She's improving herself upon herself. Change, not really, not changing herself, but really just improving her character, improving on who she is as a person because she's grown since the first season of being like a, a bully slash a prankster, even though she kind of is still a prankster. But she's not who she used to be. She isn't this tough, rugged, like aggressive person, like this really just kind of, like, bottled in person now. She's moved in with a loving, kind, sweet family that really cares about her, is very open about their feelings, so they're trying to teach her how to be more open for herself. So the fact that she opened up to Sid and is so excited and happy that she'll have this new friend of hers that moves into the same apartment building with her and can see her all the time is really nice because, again, she wants to have a friend that's close to her, I believe, you know. So that's really what really makes me really um, happy about this episode is again that Ronnie and determination have Sid in the apartment building with her. And so she has to see other Casa Grande members to help her stop Rosa from having anybody check out the apartment building. And eventually Sid and Ronnie Ann are like, yeah, we got the, we got the room, you know, Sid's gonna move in. But then, um, once all of, you know, Ronnie Ann and Sid's, uh, ways to get people out of the apartment building backfires by Rosa finding out. Ronnie actually apologizes for her actions. She actually takes responsibility and mentions to them that she was the one that did it because she wanted Sid to stay. And eventually the apartment building older the apartment building owner actually let Sid and her family stay in the apartment building for Ronnie and because he saw that she was like really just really just sweet about Sid staying and just wanted a best friend to stay with her in the apartment building, which I thought was really sweet at the end that Sid was able to stay with Ronnie Ann. Because that's all that matters. I want to see Ronnie and Happy to have a new friend to hang out with. Um, my one complaint about this episode is, again, that Sid really was only in it for, like, the first half of the episode that kind of disappears. And then she just kind of com comes back at the end. Which was kind of upsetting to me because I really wanted to see more of their friendship. Sid kind of just helps Ronnie and destroy the- and then comes back at the end. We do kind of get to see Sid's little interest in doing bird calls, which is really adorable. But I just think that this episode really would have benefited if we saw more of Sid and Ronnie and hanging out, but it's mostly just focused on Ronnie and trying to get Sid in the apartment building. Which again, I just really love seeing her character growth and how she is learning to have more friends and trying to be more open to people and learning to make more friendships. Because again, back in Royal Woods, really her only friend was Lincoln. She really didn't hang out with anybody else. She was kind of friendly with his friends, but she really didn't have anybody. And then with City Slickers, she had these group of friends, but they kind of just disappeared for a while. And then there, here comes Sid, who's a super excitable, open, happy, really just 
there to try anything new kind of person and Ronnie Ann just immediately is so like just so engaged in this and it's just so like open and happy to meet this person she just loves Sid's personality and just loves her and just wants her around and stuff it's like really really great I absolutely adore their friendship you know not gonna lie they they really had a great um impact on me when I first saw the episode I'm like yeah these two are really great together um but yeah, to see Ronnie Ann's character development was really great. Um, there was also the little parts with Carl trying to stop the people from the apartment building. And then CJ with his little screwdriver. It's all, it's it's a hammer, but it's also a screwdriver. And trying to distract Rosa and stuff. That was really great. Um, but yeah, I just, I really did enjoy Friended. I liked it a little more than I did the first time I watched it. Like, I I liked it when I first watched it, but I was like, yeah, it's, it's okay. Like, yeah, I give it, like, a 6 out of 10. It's not really the most amazing episode, but still a good episode for Ronnie. And then we get into the first episode of the Casa Grande arc, technically. Because Friended is part of the arc, but it's kind of still its own separate special. But the official first episode of, of the Casa Grande story arc is the episode Power Play, which is basically, what if we took one of the Loud House's worst episodes and just fixed it? <laughs> it's a fixed episode, basically. Like, it is beat, beat, bar, it's beat by beat the same episode as Greenhouse. It's not even joking. Like, Lori Lily mentions the episode in the episode. She's like, when, when Bobby's telling her, like, oh, we have to reduce how much, you know, energy we use, and Lori's just like, oh, been there. It's like, yeah, that's so meta. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we've done that before. They know that they're making a fixed episode, honestly. They know they're making Greenhouse 2.0, but they're having fun with it, you know? This is a fun episode. I really do enjoy it. I think because it's mostly, it's not a Ronnie and focus episode. Ronnie and plays an important role in like actually being the planner. She plans out all the ideas, which I wonder where she gets that from. <laughs> hmm, Ronnie and being a planner. Who else in the TLH universe is a planner? I don't know. It's not, it's not ringing the bell to me. <laughs> but yeah, she, she helps with plans to get everybody to stop using a lot of energy in the building. And uh, there's some really great moments there, like Ronnie and with her hair down when her hair is all wet. Maria getting all crazy with that gum. Uh, Ronnie and playing a little like trains with Carl where she goes, you know, choo choo, <laughs> you know. Um, Frida gets a little moment to shine where she's kind of like doing the painting and stuff because I love Frida. She's my favorite. And I was kind of upset that she really didn't do anything in Friended, so to see that she still has some little moments of shining in Power Play was great. Like, yeah, like, Power Play was definitely a ensemble episode. Everybody contributed to the episode. It, again, it was really, like, just the same episode of Greenhouse, but way better. <laughs> but then, Sergio. <laughs> oh, Sergio was the cause of the problem the whole time where he decided to have a party because Bobby basically wanted him to go away. Which... I do like that little continuity, uh, that little continuity nod with with um, Sergio still being kind of quote unquote in love with Bobby from the end of uh, Relative Chaos, where he ate the cookie and kind of fell in love with Bobby, the love potion. It's kind of funny they actually kept that continuity. I, I didn't really think they would, but that's just kind of funny. And at the end of a power play, Sergio saved Ronnie because Bobby doesn't want Sergio bugging him all the time. So so again, it wasn't really a standout episode. Like there wasn't really anything significant about the episode, but I didn't really like how it was an ensemble episode. It was just a way that, um, you know, the family was trying to help out. Um, I forgot to mention the episode was mainly about because Ronnie wanted to, you know, control the energy because um, Rose and Hector wanted to go on their little, like, uh, their little anniversary trip together. 
I forgot to mention that was the synopsis of the episode, but it's mainly just, what if we took the greenhouse and fixed it, you know? <laughs> it's like a fix-it episode. What if we took the worst, one of the worst episodes of TLH and fixed it and made it a Casa Grande episode? What, what, are they going to do that in the future? Are they going to take some of the bad episodes of TLH and make, like, Casa Grande episodes? Like, are they going to take, like, I don't know, like, look at... Like, Lick It Loud Guru make, like, Ronnie Ann boy guru or something, you know? Where she, like, take gives boy advice. <laughs> like, she gets advice from all her cousins and Lincoln about how to talk, how the girls talk to boys. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'd enjoy that episode that happened, but I don't think so. And then Room for Improvement was the episode where Ronnie and Sid find this, like, secret room underneath, like, the apartment building. Because, like, they see that the apartment building is very crowded with people, so they want to find their own space because they want to, like, practice this little, this little dance that they like from this K-pop group they like. It's very controversial that Ronnie and Sid like K-pop. I know it's, like, a huge deal that two fictional characters like K-pop. I don't know why it's a problem. I, I think it's really cute. I think Sid is the reason that Ronnie got into the K-pop. I remember when that little uh the little teaser came out, everybody's like, oh my god, Ronnie likes K-pop. Why it's like, why is that such a bad thing? I don't know. Why is it bad that Ronnie likes K-pop? I don't know. I know K-pop, it's it's like a thing to hate K-pop for some reason. I know like K-pop fans are supposed to be bad or like controversial or whatever. But it's it's really not that bad. I think it's really cute that they both are into K-pop. I think you know, because again, Sid probably got her into it. Um, what I do like about this episode is that we get to meet a lot of the other people that live in the apartment building, and they've, like, appeared in other episodes in the future. Um, but my main issue with this episode is... <laughs> I like to dub it the guilt, the guilt trip episode, because I feel like that, um... A lot of the people were talking to Ronnie and Sid, like, very weirdly, because they were like... Oh, you know, like, you know, you guys need your space. It's fine. I'll just go somewhere else. It's okay. Like, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about having your own space down in the basement or whatever. It's all right. It's it's fine. I'm just like, really? <laughs> like, you know, all right. <laughs> like, it, it's weird because, like, yeah, the apartment building is, is crowded and some people are just like, oh, if you ever want to, like, have the space, I'll just go back in my room. Like, the one guy was talking about playing games in his room. I'm like, yeah, why don't you just go in your room and play games? <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard to, like, go in your room and play games. Like, why are you outside playing games when you could be inside playing games in your room. That's usually what I do. Like, it just felt weird to me that, like, the whole episode where it's like, yeah, it's, I'm sorry for just taking up space. It's not like I live here or anything like that. You can, you can do it. It's fine. It's just like, what's, what's happening? <laughs> like, Ronnie and Sid feel bad at the end of the episode, and I can't blame them because, again, people are just filling in their heads and they should feel guilty about this. They really shouldn't. They had their own space. They were fine. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nice that they shared the space with everybody else, but I felt like it was just like, well, then they're being robbed of their space, you know? Like, they felt selfish for having their own space, but really, like, Everybody else was fine, content about having their own little spaces, and then they were fine about giving them up. They were, they would be completely fine with you having your own space. They, they totally would understand. They would be like, yeah, it's fine. You, you can have. It's okay. But then they would have felt bad in the end, obviously, like they did. So they gave them, they gave the people in their time to have space in their own space, which I guess is nice and all. But I felt like Room for Improvement was really a very weak episode. It wasn't a great episode to me. 
I liked Ronnie and Sid together, but they really just didn't have a lot of impact. Although Adelaide was super adorable. I love Adelaide. She's really, really cute. I loved her and Sid. Like, Adelaide was, like, digging in the sand. Got, I think trying to dig to go to Tokyo or something. I don't really remember what Sid said. But, yeah. Adelaide's super, super duper adorable. <clears throat> and Ronnie and could apparently talk, talk to dogs. Yeah, that's the thing. Because, <laughs> like, um, what's his name? Win Winston? Is that what the dog's name is? A little fluffy white dog? I forget what his name is. Yeah, like, she talks to him. I'm like, Ronnie and good dog to animals. Didn't know I needed to know that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, Room for Improvement was kind of like a 5 out of 10 for me. Again, it was, like, not my favorite episode, this bomb. But I still generally enjoyed it. Power Play, I, I forgot to give a ranking to. I'd probably give that a 7 out of 10. And then the next episode was Role Model, which was, uh, you know, Carl kind of idolizing Ronnie and actually do, she does this really great rescue. She rescues the dog from the tree and Carl starts to be a little annoying when it comes to following Ronnie around and, you know, Ronnie has to realize in the end that she is actually, you know, being idolized by Carl and, you know, has to kind of take on this this little, this big sister role. Now, I absolutely adore this episode because Carl looking up to Rodian is really just a very sweet thing. I think because, you know, Carl being his age probably looks up to anybody as a hero. He looks up to this hero in this TV show and when he sees, like, Rodney and his heroic thing, he starts to look up to her. And eventually starts to mimic everything she does, does everything she does, likes everything she likes, and follows her around, stuff like that. But again, he's a kid. He doesn't know any better. When you're, when you're a little kid like that, you look at everybody as an idol. You look at everybody as someone who you can follow in their footsteps and try to be the best person you can be. Like all of us, we all had role models in our lives. We had celebrities and people we look up to in our families where we wanted to be that person because we know we never could be that person. We never know what we, what we could do with our lives. So, like, Carl being this little kid and looking up to Ronnie and is like a hero to her, she really didn't, she really didn't know how to take that. She, was, she found it super annoying that Carl was following her around and wanted to stop him from, you know, doing all this. But eventually she talks to her father, which, yeah, her father makes a cameo in this episode uh, via the voice call. But that was just super sweet to see Ronnie and his father, Arturo, on the, the uh, talking to her on the phone and talking to her about how she actually used to be Carl. She used to follow Bobby around when she was a little kid. And Bobby mentions this and actually shows a little flashback to when Bobby, Ronnie, and were little kids. Now, this is very interesting to me because I've had a lot of headcans when it can't, comes to Ronnie and her, like, her life, basically. And to see that, like, when, when Ronnie was a little kid, she was very, she was very super excitable. She was very happy. She was up. She was very outgoing. She was very, very just super sweet and cute. But um, I thought about it because she was probably happy then when her parents were still together. And maybe when her parents split up when she got older and eventually went to middle school of Royal Woods, that's when she kind of started to become kind of a, a prankster and eventually a bully because she really just felt isolated in that, in that way because her father left. When she was younger, she had her entire family together. She had her brother, her mother, and her father. Everything was great. Like, she was this happy life. But then, you know, when she got older and he left, when she went to middle school, things changed, you know? And that's just the way of life. 
it just made me think about her character. It's like, why seeing her like all adorable and sweet with those little pigtails. She's so small. She's so cute. It's so adorable. But but being so happy there and then eventually just like maturing and stuff, you know, into a person that she was in season one, but eventually is continuing to be a newer person now, a better person now. It's very interesting to me. But I do like seeing that parallel between Carl and Ronnie and how she followed Carl. Well, she, she followed Bobby around when she was younger and Ronnie realizes she didn't feel like she needed to take on a sister role, but now she does. Role model has to be my favorite episode of this bomb. It was absolutely adorable. I loved it. Just the flashback of little Ronnie Ann was so freaking cute. Just like, she's just, she was just like, I'm a zombie too. My... I made a sandcastle too. Mine doesn't have turtles though. Like she was so freaking adorable. I'd love to see more little Ronnie and I'd love to see a little more flashbacks or just like any little pictures of her when she was younger. Absolutely, I love that. So I love I love role model. It's a really, really great episode. And I'd love to see more Carl and Ronnie in the future. I give that episode a nine out of ten. Absolutely my favorite episode of the bomb. Probably even my favorite episode of the entire arc, but we'll see what happens. And finally, the episode No Show. The, the episode No Show is where um, the Casagrandes are watching this telenovela, and Ronnie is like, eh, I'm not really into it. But then when she sees how super cool the telenovela actually is, Ronnie does get really addicted to the show and eventually wants to watch it. But then her family doesn't really want her to watch it with her because she tells them that she's not interested, but then she has to keep it a secret that she's really into it. This episode was kind of interesting to me. Because again, like, you know, Ronnie and getting into a telenovela, like, I would I would have thought it would have been something, like, really, um, like, cheesy. Like, maybe she would have gotten into, like, something, like, like kind of romance-related. Then she would have kept it a secret. But the fact that the telenovela is about a character who, strangely enough, looks just like her. Her name is Anna Ronalda, which... Technically, Ronnie Ann's full name is Ronalda Ann Santiago. That can't just be a coincidence. She literally looks like Ronnie Ann. It's like the model of Ronnie Ann, and they, they just like changed her hair. She made gave her like Layla hair, no Layla hair from Star Wars, and then they like made, gave her longer hair and just like changed up her face and stuff. Like one part, she doesn't even have like her stress marks anymore on the character. It's like, what am I talking about? No, no, it's Anna Bernalda. She's not Ronnie Ann. It's it's not. No, no, it's not. But. <laughs> Yeah, it's just kind of a funny thing that Anna Ronaldo looks like Ronnie Ann. I think it's mostly just to project the idea that Ronnie Ann sees herself in Anna Ronaldo, and that's not really what she looks like, nor is that really her name. I think it's just a cute little wink to the audience that Ronnie Ann sees herself in this character, which I find super adorable. Again, Anna Ronaldo, I just find I find that really just funny. I just find that really clever. And I find all the fun ways that Ronnie's able to like go to different places to try to to try to watch the telenovela. Like she goes to the laundry mat to try to watch it. She goes to the hairdresser to try to watch it, which she did, but she couldn't at the end. She gets her hair cut done because Anna Ronaldo cuts her hair in a certain way. So Ronnie cuts her hair in a certain way, which is super adorable. It's kind of weird to see Ronnie with short hair. Not gonna lie, like. Now that I've seen her with long hair, like what she actually looks like with her ponytail and what she looks like with short hair, I'm like, here, check it off the list <laughs> of things I've wanted since like the season one of TLH. There we go, check in the list, yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else noteworthy about the episode. I think it's just mostly just like, at the end, like, the Casa Grandes kind of pull a little prank on her. They're like, yeah, we knew you got into it. We just wanted to tease you about not getting into it, which I didn't really like. Like, when I first watched the episode, 
I really didn't catch that until my second watch. I was like, oh, they tricked her into not telling the truth. So she told the truth. It's kind of like, oh, a little, uh, a little strange. <laughs> but I still, I still like the no-show. I just like seeing another side of Ronnie and that she can get into certain things that she's not really into. Um, but it did mention about how, you know, like how she's really into like other things. Like she's mentioned she wants to watch soccer. And then the next telenovela at the end is a, um, is a wrestling one, which actually connects to Lucha Fever, which is in, in the next bomb. But yeah, I definitely really, I definitely enjoyed No Show. It was a really good episode. Again, not much happened in the episode, but I just really liked seeing Ronnie and get into something new and just like express herself in a different way in terms of liking other things besides the stuff that she's into. So yeah, that is part one of the Casa Grande story arc with Friended, Power Play, Room for Improvement, Role Model, and No Show. So yeah, those are all my reviews. And of course, with No Show, I'll give it a... I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I, I did enjoy that. So again, my favorite episode from the Casa Grande arc part 1, which was Role Model. My least favorite was Ro Room for Improvement. I really did not like that episode. <laughs> but Role Model was definitely the best episode of this bomb. Uh, yes, so that is my uh, reviews of the Casa Grande story arc part one. So for next time, we're going to be talking about part two of the Casa Grande story arc, which has Face the Music, Pranks for the Memories, Star Wars, and Felicia Fever. And then we're also going to talk about any Casa Grande news that comes out during the week. I'm not sure if there's any news that's going to come out, but if there is, I will definitely cover it. So again, if you like this show and you want to give me some feedback for the show, you can contact me at xsunnyclips or at Casa Grande Chats on Twitter. And we'll see you all next time on Casa Grande Chats.